of the Golden Breakdown. I'm your host, Adam Woke. Don't forget to follow us at the Golden Break on Twitter, uh, where we're going to be dropping all sorts of information. And to be honest with you, probably not the most positive information after we drop now our third game in a row here. And it this has just been a really difficult streak of basketball to keep up on. Um, let's start right off the first five minutes where really I thought we played well. We handled the press well to start. We were breaking it. We were keeping St. John's on their toes. And at the first five minutes, you know, we were only down 9-12. Um, you know, we were playing aggressive defensively. I thought in the first five minutes St. John's hit some tough shots. I thought St. John's hit some tough shots in general in the first half. Uh, teams are going to hit shots. Um, but what you have to look at is where are the errors coming defensively? Uh, and that's some of the issues I think that made the problem worse in that first half because, one, we were doing a really bad job of getting back. I mean, they outscored us in transition in the first half, 17-6. to We were not getting back at all on defense. Uh, we also were chasing a lot of blocks. In the first half, Theo John chased four different blocks that all ended up in offensive rebounds and points for them. He only ended up with one block in the first half, I think two in the entire game. He was chasing a ton of blocks, and I get it. We want him to be aggressive. He's good when he's aggressive, but we had no one helping him on the backside. You know, I, I don't – when I say he's chasing blocks and they're not being executed, I don't just blame him on – I don't blame that on him. I also blame him on the people not coming over and helping. Uh, we were hedging in really weird situations. We were going under shooters, and we went under Champagne a couple times in the first half where I was like, I don't understand really why we're doing it. So, yeah, St. John hit some tough shots, but defensively we didn't really make it much better for ourselves. And, you know, at the nine, at the 15-minute mark, we're down 9-12. We're, we're, we're battling, and the momentum shifts. And this is a game of runs. This whole game it was never like back-and-forth possessions. It was, you know, we'd go on a big run, they'd go on a big run, we'd go on a big run, they'd go on a big run. We make our first turnover after doing a really good job breaking the press in the first five minutes. We turn it over on the press, really terrible inbounds play. They get a quick, easy two. And from that point on, uh, St. John's goes on a 6-4 run. Uh, and during that run, offensively, I just didn't understand what we were doing. The the can the continued effort to get the offense to run through Theo John is going to just going to be a reoccurring theme. And I'm not going to stop bringing it up. I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record. Um, but that just bothers me. Uh, in the first half, he had five, six paint touches to what Garcia's two I had that I counted somewhere around there. Uh, you know, someone would say, well, you know, Adam Garcia led the team in points. Yeah, but, that wasn't because Garcia was involved in the offense. He was scoring in transition. He had six offensive rebounds, most of them going in for putbacks. Uh, and he got to the free throw line. They didn't feed him the ball in the post. Most of the times when he got to the free throw line, it was because he was going off a dribble drive from the arc. But we continue to start our offense, to ignite our offense through Theo John in the post. And I just continue to not understand it. 
Uh, it, it really kills our offensive momentum and our screens. I mean, at this point, our screens were really bad. I don't, I, we set a lot of ball screens really high. Um, and I think that is really difficult when you never hit the guy who's rolling. You know, usually if you're going to set these high ball screens, it gives you and the roller an opportunity to play with each other, right? You're playing off of each other. We hit the roller in this game one time, and it was late in the second half where we hit Theo John in the lane. I think it was DJ. You, I, I don't, you know, and the more I think about it, I don't know how often we hit the roller. We don't pop anymore. I've noticed that we don't have, I mean, that was something that I thought earlier on in the year we were seeing Garcia pop a lot off the screen and roll, but, you know, it makes it very easy for a defense to guard you when you know the ball handler is mainly going to the hoop. If I had to guess, and if there is anyone out there that actually wants to look into this, I'd have to guess that 95% of the time we do not give the ball to the roller. I don't know what a healthy number of that looks like, but it cannot be that it cannot be this lopsided. And that really kills this offense when I believe paint touches uh, earlier in the week showed that we are predominantly running a screen and roll offense. I get that. I'm cool with that. That's going to be our identity. That in the post, you know, that it's just going to be what it is. We can't expect anything different. But what we should expect is for that to get better over time. You know, rarely are we setting really good screens where our guys are coming shoulder to shoulder and our ball handlers are getting clean looks. Uh, one thing I started to like to see in the second half that we only did one time in the first half was actually an effective screen and roll where we pulled in someone off the arc and we kicked it. In the second half, we started to do that a lot more. DJ was doing a better job of that. But in the first half, we missed a couple of guys. Um, and on top of it, you know, Kobe did this twice where uh, there was a screen set. Kobe steps over, the big drops. The big is way deep in the paint not respecting Kobe's ability to hit the three whatsoever. And, you know, I know we're not shooting it well, but we have to keep teams honest when the big drops and is in the paint waiting for you to drive and you drive at him. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, you have to be able to keep teams honest when they change the way that they defend you on the screen and roll. We really struggled to visually pick up what's happening in those in those moments. And that's something that's going to, that makes you a good offense is understanding, you know, when you are in a screen and roll position, where are your players? Rarely do we, all we ever do is really just kind of try to give space to the ball handler and hope that that's good enough. Um, so we're at the 10 minute mark after they go on this big run, we're down 28, 13, you know, and, and we start to fight back. Uh, and really, we're doing a good job of now picking up the energy in transition, and our defense is starting to help out a little bit. Uh, we had a, a steal or two, uh, and we're starting to move the ball, and offensive rebounds were a big reason why, and free throws. We were getting to the line. St. John's was following us constantly, even when they were following guys off the ball. Uh, that made a big difference to really help keep us in this game, and we get to the point in the half where you know it's 38-28. We're about to get this into single digits and three, I'm sorry, two t turnovers in the last three possessions, including another horrendous inbounds turnover to give them a 46-31 lead at the half, and you just felt deflated. 
You know, at half, we were one for nine from three compared to their seven for 15 from three. They had 17 fast break points to our six. We were getting beat up the court the entire half. And that's not, you know, I, I, I was starting to get worried about this team maybe being gassed, but you know, in the first half, we actually had subs coming in. We saw Dex a little bit. We saw Elliott a little bit. We saw Torrance for a good stretch. In the second half, I'd love to see the numbers of the minutes in the second half because uh, I was asking myself in the last, you know, eight minutes, like, I don't know that I've seen Torrance. I don't know. And I, listen, I'm not saying I, I need to see Torrance, but, you know, you, you have to. I know we're thin, and I know we're down Lewis, but you have to start thinking of ways at least to try to get some of these guys – a break and you know that brings up another point in the first half we had multiple possessions where we were going into the zone on defense and I thought actually we did a good job of that the nice thing about playing zone on defense is that it demands a little bit more of your mental focus rather than your legs you know in man you got to have hard closeouts you got to get up into somebody you know you really need to make sure you're being physical and that's exhausting you know, in the first half, we were mixing it in with zone. I, I don't I think maybe once or twice. I don't even know if that I, – I don't actually have written down in the second half, and I, I could be wrong, where we played zone again, and I don't know that we really subbed very often for anybody. I don't think we had any points off the bench, and I'm looking at it, I don't know. I don't see a single point off the bench in the second half again. I understand you're thin, but you have to find ways to maximize the energy of your team. And that's finding maybe stretches where you're giving. And, you know, where's Oso? I don't, you know, listen, I I think we all want to ask for a guy like Oso. You don't know what's going on in practice. I mean, sometimes these guys really just don't progress enough where you can play them in these games. But you have to find a way to do it. And then to never play zone in the second half to give your guys' legs a little bit of a break on the defensive end is an issue because when you look, when we come out of the second half, we go on a 20-5 to run, and it was all based on effort and energy. When you look, 10 of the 20 points that we scored during that run came off steals, offensive rebounds, breaking the press and transition. We were playing hard, and we were playing hard on both sides of the ball. I mean, we were shutting them down defensively, um, and we went hard for those five minutes, and then – we had a major fallout again. And we tie the game at 51-51. We have another inbounds turnover. We didn't have a lot of turnovers. But in the first half, we had a turnover, and they went on a, what was it, 16-4 to run. Second half, 15-minute mark, 51-51. We turn the ball over. St. John's goes on a 12-3 run where – we go back to settling shots. We went to Theo John to the post three times over a 10-possession period. Uh, I just, we, we completely lost our energy. That We just stopped playing hard. And this is that DJ Carden thing. We saw DJ Carden rev into first gear and just step it up in those first five minutes and then disappear again. Again, the sustained effort from DJ Carden was missing. Um, and I and the turnover, you know, really change the momentum for this team. Uh, we get to the eight-minute mark now after they go on a 12-3 run, and we're down 63-56. Uh, we're battling back and forth. We get Garcia, who hits a three with a few five minutes left, and we get close. 
Uh, that was only the fourth three of the game at that point, at the five-minute mark. And we go on a 9-2 run. That's where we finally hit Theo John on the screen and roll. Uh, we get a beautiful kick from DJ and a dribble drive out to Kobe. We take advantage of the lob dunk on Kane. When they come and pressure us, we break it, which was beautiful. 9-2 run. We get back in the game, 68-69. DJ turns the ball over with a minute and 30 seconds left. We are one point down, and we give them a three-point lead. So three of those turnovers, three turnovers where you map out where the momentum shifts, where we start getting better, we're starting to gain some energy, and the rug gets pulled right out from underneath us. And <laughs> I started laughing. I just I couldn't help myself to see that there was three seconds left in this game, and we have an out-of-bounds under, and Woj is in a timeout, and he's calling an inbounds play. And what does he do? He calls a lob to Theo that they completely know is coming. He runs a play to, to try to get us to overtime the end of the game to Theo John. Did you at that point in time as a coach, are you really thinking to yourself that Theo John is your best offensive weapon at this point? Uh, that uh, I don't understand how Woj continues to look at Theo John as this offensive cog that makes our system go. I just don't think that's how it should be. Garcia needs to be weaved into the offense, and he is not. He's not getting the paint touches. We're not running the plays to him. We never hit him on a screen and roll, ever. He doesn't pop anymore. Uh, that's system stuff to me. That's all system stuff. I literally, I had texted the, the the production team, and I was like, "Woj, with this, with the with the with the marker in his hand at this point is is laughable." I, I'm laugh. I could. I was like, "There's just no way," and it, it was atrocious. It was an atrocious play. It was a horrendous way to end this game. This was a really tough loss. This has to be. The worst three-game streak we've had in, I don't know, I I can't wait to go on Twitter because I know after this I'm going to see all this stuff about how bad this three-game stretch is. Uh, and I, I'm wondering how historic it is. You know, when we talked last week after that DePaul game, you know, I said things are going to have to get really, really bad. I mean, historically bad if, if Woj is going to be gone. Um, and if this continues, maybe you get that chance, and I'm not rooting for that. I, I will never root for a team to play poorly for Woj or any coach to get fired. I want to see these guys do well, but we are seeing the same problems over and over again. And you know, when I talked last week about Woj and the offensive system that he runs, it's very reliant on the skill set of the players. That means there has to be development. So when, let's look at the players and assess development. Would you say that Carton has developed in a positive way? I wouldn't. He's plateaued. Garcia, plateaued. Lewis, plateaued. Theo John hit a ceiling. He hit a ceiling probably a year or two ago. Kane, he has gone down. Elliot, I think Elliot's been fine. I would say he's plateaued in his development. Kobe, 
you know, Kobe is a great defender and he's going to be what he is on offense. You know, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't sold on him being a huge part of this offense. I think actually for me, he's been better offensively than I would have probably guessed at the beginning of the season. So I'll say maybe he has exceeded what I would have expected offensively. But my problem is, is the lack of development with these guys, especially with as much practice time that you've had. Um, you know, this was, we've had now a couple of games in a row. Like this isn't COVID. You've had big breaks. Like we've had a couple games in a row here. We, we should be seeing improvement. Every game is the same. It's, it's short spurts of energy and short spurts of really bad basketball. And so you know, Woj has got to look in the mirror and ask himself some very difficult questions about how he is going to squeeze more juice out of this offense, how he is going to make the screen and roll game more effective. We have to set better screens and we have to make the defense at least think that we're going to give it to somebody else off the screen and roll. We don't even kick it out to someone on the wing off a screen and roll. That rarely happens. We only had a few, like two or three of those tonight. Most of our screen and rolls end with us attacking the hoop, hoping that we get to the free throw line. Rarely do we have a clean look. It's always with somebody on us like that. You're just not going to sustain wins that way. Um, and so it was a really tough game. Uh, it's been a really tough stretch of basketball. I think we all need to do our best to continue to stay positive. You know, I I want to try and, at this point, really focus in on the individual development of players because that's probably going to be the most important thing that happens and comes out of this season because, a, you know, making noise in the tournament, you know, if you would have asked me after Wisconsin Creighton, I'd be like, all right, this team's going to mix it up. They can really make some noise. They can be dangerous and – you know, they have completely plummeted since then. And this is not a team that I think can make any noise in the tournament at this point. So, you know, I'm, I guess we have to hope for, to, you know, for player development. Per usual, thank you guys for listening. I know that these aren't always easy listens. Um, this is tough time to be a Marquette fan. This is probably one of the lower lows we've had in quite some time. Um, but, you know, here at the Golden Breakdown, we're going to continue to be here for We've got Ben Steele coming on this week. I'm very excited. Not only do we have Ben Steele coming on, I think Thursday, um, we're going to talk to him about sort of what he's seeing. Uh, but we've got Diener coming on to break the Creighton game, game with us. I think that's Saturday. So we got two hosts, uh, co-hosts coming on this week that I'm really excited about. Um, thank you again for joining us. Have a fantastic night.